Welcome to a bonus episode of ESC 101. Today, I've decided to take a look at the Czech national final that just took place yesterday. I'm going to be reacting to the seven entries and reveal my own personal rankings. Let's find out who I think Czechia should send to the Eurovision Song Contest 2024. This is ESC 101. The Czech national final, ESCZ 2024, took place on Monday, December 4th, 2023, just yesterday for me. The program featured seven potential entrants, one of which will win the chance to represent Czechia at the Eurovision Song Contest 2024 in Malmö. I was honestly surprised that not only was ESCZ broadcasted live on the Eurovision Song Contest's YouTube channel, but it was also completely in English and not geo-blocked. There are some national finals that are done primarily in their native language, which, let me be clear, I have no problem with. But as an Anglophone that does not speak multiple foreign languages, I struggle to keep up with national selection shows in general. With so many national finals either having no English commentary available through live streaming, since as a Canadian I can't watch any of the shows on television, or the hosts solely speaking in their national language, I have a tough time connecting with the show. To my utter amazement, ESCZ was done completely in English, with Czech subtitles shown during certain portions of the show, which, again, as an Anglophone, I was shocked to see. The Czech broadcaster clearly wants their national selection to be seen by a wider audience. Rather than simply hearing about who won the selection in a news article, I can follow along the entire selection process without having to understand Czech. And, you know, viewers from the Czech Republic, you know, who watch us on the channel... Chate Art and the streaming platform Evisilani may now wonder why I speak English and welcome all of Europe with Australia. It's because just like last year, we're also being followed by viewers on the official Eurovision Song Contest YouTube channel, which has over five and a half million subscribers. And that I, yeah, it's a lot, guys. That's a lot. So I hope. That is a reason to go a little bit further in language they understand. While this is certainly a most welcome addition for myself as an Anglophone, I thought it was a bit too generous. I personally love listening to foreign language music, and that's part of the Eurovision experience I love, hearing languages that I don't understand. I would have preferred the show to have been bilingual or even have different segments switching between Czech and English with English subtitles available for me to follow along. Instead, the whole show was in English with Czech subtitles being made available during certain parts, which threw me off guard. There are some national selection shows, for example, Una Voce per San Marino, which is done mostly in Italian, where I struggle to follow along with the hosts. There is a certain spark that gets lost in translation where English is entirely ignored. Don't get me wrong, I'm not going to start demanding that all national finals be in English because that to me is unreasonable and unacceptable, but instead I would love to see small segments of the show in English or even allow for some English subtitles. I am thrilled to be able to fully follow the Czech national final and I'm looking forward to giving you my thoughts on the show and the entrance vying for a spot at Eurovision. But that being said, let's dive into ESCZ 2024. 
The show starts with the host, Adam Masik, welcoming the audience to the show, being hosted at the Roxy Club in Prague, originally serving as a movie cinema starting in 1927 and eventually becoming a music club in 1992. This venue is quite small, and honestly, I was a bit surprised by the size. This is a venue which I expect San Marino should be using, rather than the theater that it's currently using. San Marino, please take notes here. Adam is charismatic. Definitely not a stiff news broadcaster, unlike in other shows that I've seen. J-E-S-C, I'm looking at you. And he obviously attracts a younger audience to the show. The stage is like a small trapezoid shape with an LED rectangular box to the side and a series of lights at the back. It's a very simple setup, nothing technically complicated and definitely not arena size compared to other countries like Sweden or Norway. The host introduces the names of the seven entrants in the national final, although I would have loved to have seen either them on stage or at least their faces on the LED box as he named them, rather than just him simply naming the names. The show continues with a warm-up performance of Lake Malawi, the Czech representative from 2019, with their entry, Friend of a Friend. There's not much between us now, do you know what I mean? It's only a friend of a friend of a friend of a friend She's never home cause she plays in the band Their performance was pretty solid. He still sounds great, although he is dressed in a dark ensemble rather than the colorful outfit that he wore in Tel Aviv, which I thought was a missed opportunity. The venue is naturally dark, and while there is some lighting behind him, it's not an LED wall that can make him stand out. So I found that he didn't stand out enough, and he kind of blended into the background. I would have preferred to have seen a little bit more color. The show then begins to go through the seven entrants, with an interview being conducted with each of the participants by Caesar Sampson, the Austrian representative from 2018. His role is music advisor, which I think is an interesting idea. Get a somewhat successful Eurovision artist to spend time with each entrant to give their perspective on performing on the Eurovision stage. Caesar ended up placing third in Lisbon, which is a great result for Austria, but why not choose a Czech entrant to do the interviews instead? Granted, Czechia's highest placement is 6th, but that was accomplished with Mikolas Josef, the Czech representative from the same year as Caesar. Maybe Mikolas was busy, but for me, I would have preferred to have seen a Czech artist do the interview. Nothing against Caesar. He did a wonderful job as an interview and mentor, but I just prefer countries looking inward before reaching outward. Now, let's go through each of the seven acts and react to their performances. First up is Aiko with the song Pedestal. Wow. That was a whole lot of wow. I will say she has a fantastic stage presence and energy. Her outfit is very geometrical in its design, form-fitting to her body. She looks great on stage and I'm digging the colored segments in her hair. The song has a rocky vibe, which I get into very quickly, but I don't know if this song is the right fit for Eurovision. 
The song is catchy, the messaging is great, but Aiko struggles with vocal control, especially when she's bouncing up and down. And given her energy on the stage, I'm concerned with how her performance would translate onto the Eurovision stage. To me, it feels like an indie performance, which I don't think necessarily excludes it from being on the Eurovision stage, but I think it needs a bit more refinement. I wouldn't be upset if this won and went onto Eurovision, I just hope that if it does, Aiko gets the right amount of support. The second entrant is Ellie with the song The Angels Share. This song is absolutely incredible. It's oddly both a ballad and a dance track at the same time. The beat has a steady rhythm and it's easy for me to bop along. But in comes Ellie with her incredible voice. She doesn't move a lot on stage, but honestly, I don't think she needs to. She has two male backing dancers flanking her on both sides, which makes up for the lack of movement. She has a well-developed voice and the messaging behind the song is beautiful. I imagine there are quite a number of directions you could go with for staging and costumes. I don't mind what she has on, but it feels too obtuse for me. I feel like she has a great look and she should be able to show it off a bit more. Just please, please, please don't wear angel wings. Who knows? Maybe you'll look good in angel wings, but I still remember Croatia in 2019 and that went very poorly. I could see this on the Eurovision stage, but let's look at the remaining entrants to see what's on offer. The third entrant is Gianna Lee with the song Starlet. Alright, part of me wants to go full force on this review, and part of me wants to hold back, so I'm going somewhere in the middle. This song is in the bottom of the ranking for me so far. I did not connect with the song at all. I was excited to hear that she has an audio engineering background, which, as a fellow audio technician, gave me hope that the song would be well-constructed and balanced. But then my dreams were dashed, as so many things went wrong for me. Her voice is average. Not terrible, but not inspiring. The song itself is just... Meh. This is there. Her stage presence is something to be desired, she can't decide between the microphone stand and holding it herself, and at some points during the performance she is so focused on getting the audience to clap that she misses some notes. Her outfit is completely unrelated to the song, and those boots are hideous. For a song with the title Starlet, I was imagining a red sequin dress, black heels, curled hair covering half her face, as she sings about how much of a starlet she is, seeking fame and fortune in a futile attempt of vanity. Instead, I get mediocrity, and keeping it real, this is not for Eurovision. She said she wrote this during a low point in her life, and it shows. She needs to go back to the drawing board and come back in a few years with a more developed concept. I'm sure some people enjoyed the song, I'm just not one of them. The fourth entrant is Lenny with the song Good Enough. Walking this world on my own, still a kid full of dreams far from home. You're watching me strip to the bone. I give all of me to you, I give all of me to you. All I've ever been through, I was trying to show you I'm good enough. 
This entry has the best vocals so far. There's a slight raspiness to it that makes this entry sound fantastic. I will say the three gentlemen playing instruments on the stage were completely useless. They stood there for half the performance doing nothing, and they were completely unnecessary. I would have much preferred to see someone play a proper grand piano and have her walking around the stage, contemplating the insecurities in her head as she sings herself to confidence. This song is entitled Good Enough, battling the voices in our head which make us question whether we are good enough in this world. And after hearing this song, this is definitely good enough for the Eurovision stage. There is, of course, a need to develop staging, and she needs a new outfit. She looks like she came straight from the office. And drop the backing instrument players, you don't need any of that. This entry is fantastic. This entry is good enough. The fifth entrant is Midi, with the song Red Flag Parade. Trust me when I say She's a red flag parade and we're her This song is so weird, I love it. This is peak Eurovision camp, and I am living for it. This is such a bizarre entry, I just, I can't, I don't know. This is the part of the song that is felt like I've heard before, but I can't quite put my finger on it. The costumes are perfection, with the song Red Flag Parade containing a representation of a marching band behind her, and I'm just blown away by the concept of the whole performance. The band clearly knows how to perform on stage. The costumes are perfect and the song is great. There are some parts of the song I felt were a little bit two-dimensional, and I feel it could use a bit of a boost musically, maybe some interspatial movement, but that is nitpicking in this case, as the whole song is just fantastic. I would love to see this song on the Eurovision stage. The sixth entrant is Tom Sean with the song Dopamine Overdose. This is a 5am pick-me-up with a charismatic overdose of dopamine. He is charismatic and the song is fantastic. Despite his vocals being on the lower and quieter side, there is still an energy that radiates from this song. I don't know how useful those two backing vocalists are considering you can have pre-recorded vocals. I would have preferred to have seen five dancers instead of three, but he is charming all on his own. He's definitely going to be capturing a certain demographic of voters, and I think with some adjustments, this would be a fun bop on the Eurovision stage. He is wearing jeans, which my good friend Elizabeth Allen would immediately dock points for. Shout out to you, Liz. But for me, this has a great stage presence, and the song is solid. If this is staged and costumed right, this will do well. The seventh and final entrant is Thomas Robin with the song Out of My Mind. Maybe I'm just 
I have mixed reactions to this song. Overall, it's about 75% of the way there. The chorus doesn't go far enough. There isn't a big enough boom for what the song is trying to be. It's a good beat and his voice sounds good, but his stage presence lacks control and refinement in my opinion. His outfit is dark, which makes him blend into the background, which I see far too often in Eurovision entries. I was hoping for more, some peak in the song just to provide an epic moment of pure dance, but it never arrived. He isn't the most charismatic performer, but he is by no means a last place for me. Keeping it honest, I would like to see this on the Eurovision stage under the condition of a revamp and a properly developed staging and costume plan. And those are the seven entrants of ESCZ 2024. The show closes with a performance of Chechia's 2022 entrant We Are Dami with the song Lights Off. Where are you now when I miss you? Just sailing around in the river. Where are you now? Where are you now? Where are you now? Where are you now? Finally, a fully functioning stage. Italy, I am still mad at you for that. But it seems that this time they're lacking fully functioning vocals, as the lead singer abandons any attempt to hit the high and long notes, either shortening herself, quieting herself, or getting the audience to do it. While getting the audience involved was a great move, if you can't hit the notes, then don't write them into the song in the first place. I loved your song in 2022, but those high and long notes still need work, despite it over being a year later. We've reached the end of ESCZ 2024, but one more point before I give my thoughts on my own ranking of the seven entries. I will say that I was disappointed that none of the seven entries had any check in it. And I get it, you want your song to reach as many people as possible, but I still feel like hearing foreign language songs. Don't lose your language in an attempt to be relatable. Find the right balance. I hope that ESCZ 2025 will have some check in it because I honestly missed it. Now, I'm going to be giving my thoughts on who I should vote for. Starting at the bottom, in 7th position for me, it was obvious who was at the bottom, and that was Gianna Lee with Scarlet. Look, the song just isn't ready for Eurovision, and I would argue it isn't even ready for radio. Apparently, this is part of the top 7 that Chechia could come up with, and I don't believe that for a second. There has to have been better performances and better entries that just didn't make the cut. This is a very amateurist performance. I'm not raining hate on Gianna Lee or her vocal abilities, but I'm saying that everything needs work, and to me, this is just not ready for Eurovision. Sixth place for me is Thomas Robin with Out of My Mind. This song is more developed than Scarlet, but this also needs a lot of work. The song has a good foundation, but it needs more booms and peaks, and this to me was just a very flat song, especially for what it's trying to be. It lacks discipline, and his charisma is not as high as the other performers. I would put more work into all aspects of this performance and come back again with a better developed track and concept. Fifth place for me is Aiko with Pedestal. This song has a better development than the ones below it, but the performance was too chaotic for me, and it lacked the direction it needed to convey the message of our obsession with putting others and ourselves on pedestals, trying to achieve the standards that we set upon ourselves. I didn't get that in the stage performance, and it was a bit too feral for my taste. I think with improved discipline and a reworking of the staging concept, it could work, but this is on the lower end for me. 
Fourth place for me is Tom Sean with Dopamine Overdose. We've crossed the threshold between songs that are not ready for Eurovision and songs that are. Tom Sean's song is ready for the Eurovision stage, and I've placed it fourth because I feel like it needs the most adjustments. The song itself is good. I don't know if it needs a revamp or not, but I think the performance could use some heavy shifting in terms of staging and even the outfits. He has charisma, and plenty of people will find him attractive on stage, but he needs to sell it more, especially with his backing dancers. Remove the backing singers and replace them with dancers. We have pre-recorded backing vocals for a reason. Take advantage of it. I would be happy to see this at Eurovision, provided the right changes were made. Third place for me is Ellie with The Angels Share. Again, this song is ready for the Eurovision stage. I love the instrumentation and her voice is great, and this needs less adjustments compared to Tom Sean. An outfit change, maybe some more backing dancers and a great LED backdrop, this could go to the final for me. The stage feels a bit empty, but that could be easily solved with the right staging plan. Not much else to say, this is a well-deserved top three for me. Second place for me is Lenny, with the song Good Enough. This is a ballad for the ages. It drips with emotion, and I connect to the song well. But this isn't my number one pick, because there still needs to be some adjustments. Drop the backing instrument players who contribute literally nothing to the entry. Get off the piano, and get one of those backing players to do it for you. You have a great energy for the song, and I want you to move around the stage. Connect with the space more. This song is breathtaking, and I think it would do well at Eurovision. This song is good enough for Eurovision, but I want you to take that good enough and make it better. Of course, my first place entry for ESCZ 2024 is MIDI with Red Flag Parade. This entry is 100% ready for the Eurovision stage. The costumes are perfection. She has an amazing stage presence, and the song is a great rock and dance beat. She knows how to perform, and I love how she has to replace the swear words that she wants to say with actually saying the word beep, which I think is fantastic. I am loving her look, and you don't need to make a single change for the Eurovision stage. This is ready upon arrival, and for me, this is a clear top pick. But let me know what you think. I've run a poll on Spotify where you can let me know who you're going to be voting for to send Chechia at the Eurovision Song Contest 2024, because remember, you too can vote in the Czech national selection yourself, no matter where you live in the world. The winner of ESCZ will be determined by a 70-30 combination of an international and a Czech public vote held via the official Eurovision Contest app or on the ESCZ 2024 Choice Lee website. You have until the 11th of December at 11.59pm Central European Time, that's about 5.59pm Eastern Standard Time, 2.59pm Pacific Standard Time, or if you're in Australia, well, you have six different time zones, which in my opinion makes no sense, so you'll have to do some math to figure out that one. The results of the vote will be revealed on December 12th, so please be sure to cast your vote and help Chechia send the entry you think is the best one. And be sure to check out the Spotify poll and let me know who you're voting for. Or you can leave a comment on our Instagram post for this episode. Thank you so much for joining me on this bonus episode of ESC 101. I can't guarantee that I'll do an episode for every single national final, as there are some national finals that are grouped way too close together, and it would kind of be an overload for me to review every single entry in every single national final, but there might be one or two that I might do some bonus episodes on, so be sure to keep an eye out for those. Overall, I enjoyed reviewing ESCZ 2024. 
The show was under an hour long, so it wasn't even dragged out for too long, and it was a good selection of songs. Our usual content is still on schedule for this coming Friday, where we'll be returning to the Eurovision yearbook and examining the life of a Eurovision artist. Stay tuned for Friday, and I hope to see you then. You have been listening to ESC 101. See you next time.